In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everyone, depending on where in the world you're at. I have to tell you, this is a good day, and I am practicing my million-dollar mindset. I hope you are, too. You know, I had a weekend that was just filled with so much fun and um, so much comfort because I had a little party at my home here out by the Koi Pond, and, you know, my very dearest friends were here, and my brother and his wife, and surrounding yourself with, with those people all in a group from time to time is just so powerful. When was the last time you did that? Give it a try. And you know, then today I come into it today and I'm hearing from people through social media uh, back from my life at NBC television back numbers of year, years ago and, and so many other sort of, as we call them, blasts from the past. So I don't think that's any coincidence. Just surround your pe- yourself with people you love and who you admire and respect and you can't help but fall into just a wonderful mindset to start your day and and uh, enjoy your life with so want to tell you too that uh, the column on ink is doing really well it's popular this week's column at inkinc.com slash author slash marla hyphen tobacco is about five excuses that may be costing you time and money as an entrepreneur. You know, I coach a lot of people who have employees that they don't want to let go of simply because it's too much trouble to retrain, rehire, or to even look for their replacement. And those employees are underperforming and costing them time, money, and headaches. So go on over. If that describes you, if you've got somebody that you think is holding you back and holding your company back in some way, go check out my five excuses and the reality check associated with them. I'm getting a lot of great feedback and some great emails about it. So I think you'll enjoy it. And today we are here to talk about another thing that people make amazing excuses around. And you know what? I just I'm going to I'm going to fess up, all right? Because I can fall into this category too. Excuses around selling. Who likes to sell, right? When we think about it as selling, I don't think there's anybody out there who really likes to sell. But we're going to put some framework around that today and talk about it a little differently with our guest, Mark Rhodes. Mark built an 
IT business from nothing. He attracted clients from some of the best known brands around the world. And then in 2001, he sold that business to another Silicon Valley company. And uh, I might add for a fabulous profit. And this is Masterful Sales, right? Today, Mark is a business mentor, an international speaker and trainer in success, and he shows business owners how to massively improve their results with little or no extra effort. I'm going to repeat that. You can massively improve your results with little or no extra added effort. He does this by helping businesses win more sales, get more clients and customers, and achieve their business goals with the very same approaches, ideas, and techniques that he's used for his own success. So this is not about in-your-face selling. Today, we're here to talk about selling without really selling and Thinking Your Way to Success. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Mark Rhodes. Thanks for being here, Mark. Thank you, Marla. It's great to be here, and and thanks for that wonderful introduction there. Oh, absolutely. Well, I just so admire all that you've achieved and, and your attitude about sales. You know, we chatted a little bit last week and on the phone, and it was just so much fun to hear how you frame things. And uh, you're, you're an NLP practitioner, too, are you not, Mark? Yes. I, um, well, I don't really talk about it much, so don't mention that on Oops. the call, but uh, <laughs> on the show. But uh, um, yes, I, I came at it from a probably a slightly different angle to a lot of people, to be honest, in that um, I'd had my success, got curious about how I'd had my success and wanted to figure it out. And I knew it must be something to do what was going on inside my head, Um, came across NLP and then threw myself into all of the courses, the practitioner, master practitioner, licensed trainer, the whole lot, um, and used what I learned to reverse engineer myself and understand how did I manage to get such fantastic results on an ongoing basis, which has meant that I can now pass that on to other people. Right. You can convert that knowledge into um, training and and in your speaking engagements and in your book and such. That makes absolute sense. And uh, I think that, you know, many people like yourself just have those innate skills in the way that, you know, the reason I brought it up is because I used the word framing and reframing. And mm-hmm. that's part of what we do in NLP and part of what's very powerful in sales. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's no surprise that you followed that path and you were able to uh, to take that walk down that path and, and share what you did with others. So, so Mark, you, you say that you believe that you can achieve anything when you know how to put your mind to it and that while positive mental attitude works wonders, there's a little bit more about uh, success than that. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about that because this is, uh, if I understand, Rod, I, I haven't had the honor of reading your book yet, but in Think Your Way to Success, that's what you talk about. Tell us a little more. Yeah, um, I, of course, we have to frame that, as, as you would say, within the context of we can achieve anything we put our mind to, within the realms of possibility given perhaps our physical 
um, attributes and things like that. For instance, I'm sort of 46 now, and if I decided all of a sudden that I wanted to set myself a goal to be an Olympic champion in the next Olympics, and I've never done any sports before in my life, probably all of the positive mental attitude in the world isn't going to get me there. My body's past it and would never keep up with it. Um, so... But if we can see people doing what we'd like to do, getting results that we'd like to get, and you've crossed over those things about the realms of physical possibilities and things like that, then there is no reason why we cannot replicate to a large degree their results. But we need the two aspects. We need their skill set. So we need the skill set they've got, but we also need their mindset or a similar mindset. And, and this is really the big missing piece a lot of the time, um, that somebody can tell us this is how to present a product or sell a product. And we can go out and then absolutely get no results at all because that person who taught us may be getting fabulous sales results. They may be able to sell to pretty much everyone they meet. But why, when they tell us exactly what to say and how to do it, we go out and we don't get the same results. And the reason is, is what that person isn't teaching us is the mindset. What is their mindset? What are they picturing in their mind before they go into that situation? What are their beliefs around it? What's their enthusiasm level? Because all of these things are going to impact the words we use, the tonality we use, how believable we are to the other person, how likable we are. And that whole package all together with the product or service is going to make the big difference between whether that person's on board or not on board. So this is why it's very, very important to get the mindset right, which is, as you've mentioned, what Think Your Way to Success is all about, getting your mindset in the right place so that you can achieve what you want to achieve. And so in Think Your Way to Success, I imagine that you outline uh, different processes that we can go to to retrain that mindset where we might be a little bit on the negative side or limiting side. Is that right? Yeah. The book's in, in two parts. The first part is all about... Um, setting your mind up for achieving a goal. It's how to think about your goals. I'm talking from the um, standpoint of how the brain really processes information about what we'll notice and not notice as possibilities, how to think about our goals in, in the right way so that we start to notice those opportunities. Uh, the second half of the book, once we know what our goal is and we're all sort of juiced up thinking about it in the right way, um, what will happen for most of us is once we start to take some steps towards doing that goal or achieving that goal, we find barriers, personal barriers that hold us back, things we don't like doing, things we say we can't do and things like that. So the second half of the book is all about getting over those humps. It's, it's about being the best you that you can be and, and removing all those barriers. So, yeah, so in the first part, as I say, we, 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 we learn how to set our mind up to achieve whatever it is we want to achieve in life. And in the second part, it's about removing the barriers to that that we impose on ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. I just had this uh, conversation with someone this morning that is con who's considering coaching, and uh, I said the same thing. You know, it, it, a person can be uh, really have the best 
laid plans and have the best intentions, but if they have the fear blockers, the negative attitude, the doubts, the, you know, the limiting beliefs in place, they're not going to get anywhere. And so this book sounds like a must buy. We're going to be going into break in about 30 seconds or so. So tell us where we can find your book, Mark. Um, there's a little-known website called Amazon. <laughs> 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 a quick search on Amazon to think your way to success has got iTunes, has got the Kindle and paperback versions, and iTunes have got the iBooks version. Oh, that's just fabulous. And you can learn more about Mark Rhodes at RhodesToSuccess.com. That's R-H-O-D-E-S and the number 2 success.com so make sure to visit Mark over there and on Amazon I know I'm going to be picking up a copy after the show because it sounds wonderful think your way to success we will be back here with you in just a few seconds go ahead and take that time to check out incinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tabaka Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Tuggynet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, Solving the Connections of Autoimmune Disease to Thyroid Problems, Fibromyalgia, Depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for education to excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. 
And we're here today with author and success trainer, Mark Rhodes, and we're going to talk about sales, winning more sales, getting more of those clients and customers. Mark, you train and teach people and and teams around the globe. Are there a few common trends that you see amongst individuals who who really don't achieve, achieve their full potential in sales? Um, yes, there's a, a, a few real key areas. On the one side, you've got the feeling of fear and awkwardness to selling and the fact that people might say no to them. Um, and on the other side, you've got a distinct lack of applying with what is widely known facts about selling. And where this comes into is People just will not stop talking about the services they offer. They need to stop talking about the services they offer and talk about the benefits that the client or customer is going to get from using their product or service. Now, probably everybody on listening to the show has heard this before, is raising their eyebrows at this very moment, saying, I've heard this all before, and the only reason I'm saying this is I'm telling you 99% of people are not doing it. They know it, but they're not doing it. They're all talking about the services they offer still. And you can look at most people's websites. They all talk about services, not benefits you're going to get as a result of using the product or service. So with me, for example, my clients are not interested that I'm a speaker or a business mentor, but they're interested that I can help them win more sales and win more clients. So when I'm looking for potential clients and things like that. I'm not talking about, do you want a business mentor? I'm saying, do you want more sales? Mm -hmm. Because I can definitely help you with that. So this is a real big thing for me at the moment, looking (laughs) to get people to make that shift and talk about the benefits that people are going to end up with. Now, the whole thing about feeling awkward about selling, generally, although we don't like people saying no to us, generally what I find is people just haven't found the passion and enthusiasm in the product or service they're looking to sell. If you find that passion and enthusiasm in the product or service you're looking to sell, you become a natural salesperson because all of a sudden you don't come across as desperate and pushy. You come across as a knowledge sharer. When somebody hears somebody talking about something enthusiastically and with genuine passion, other people want to know more about it. And they want to know what that person's talking about and what's involved. And you become totally believable to the other person. And very often we can find the passion and enthusiasm in the products or services we're looking to promote if we sit down long enough and think about it and think about what's the benefit to that customer or that client of using that service, the ultimate. Once we get that behind us and we start talking in that way and believing in that way, it gets so much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly does because then the product starts to sell or the service starts to sell itself. And when you light it up with that passion from knowing how the product or service has helped others and how you've been a part of that, it is infectious and people become more curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I spoke uh, a couple of years ago at a big network marketing conference for a greetings card company. 
and they put up the leaderboard of the top 20 salespeople out of the 10,000 people in the organization. And I went and found one of them, the person at number three, this lady at lunchtime, and I said to her, look, I love to look at how people do fantastic things. You're obviously fantastic at selling. How come you're so good at selling? I said, you're number three in the chart. She said, I'm no good at selling. I just love this product. You see, hers was just driven on total enthusiasm for the product, wanting to share with people the possibility and the opportunity that she had available. So when we find the value in what we're offering, we believe the value in what we're offering, and instead of going out pushy selling on people, we share information about what our product or service could be do and we invite people to be interested in that that's when the sales process if you like completely turns on its head Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely let's talk a little bit about what i think most people find most difficult and that is finding the 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 prospects the people to talk to in the first place and and that's all part of selling too what kind of tips do you have around that well, for the first thing, before we can go and find people, we need to know what we're looking for. So um, a lot of time people go out and say, well, my product or service could be used by anyone, so therefore I'm going to go and look for anybody. But how do you identify anybody? Um, what you need to do is bring it down to a subset of people in a particular industry or sector or something like that. It doesn't mean we can't sell or promote to anybody, but we have to come up with a shortlist of a number of sectors that we're going to go after or niches or target markets or things like that because once we do that, all of a sudden we can start to have a target list. Mm-hmm. So, for, for instance, um, if I said, oh, well, with my, um, with my mentoring business, I can work with any business. Where do I start to sit and make a prospect list of people to go after? Well, I don't know because it could be anybody. I don't know what to do. If all of a sudden I turn and say, hey, hang on, I work really well with law firms. I work really well with law firms, and I'd like to work with some law firms that are within a sort of 50-mile radius of me. Well, a quick search on Google, and I've got a prospect list. Yeah. I've got a target list to go after. All of a sudden, I've got a list that I can import or copy into Excel and start getting somebody making some calls to get me some appointments, or I can start sending some emails or things like that, and I can get the process started. We need to know what sort of prospects we want, who would best use our product or service, and what are their challenges and frustrations they've currently got that we can look to solve. Once we know the target market or we've got that area in mind, it's easy to find out their challenges. All you do is you go onto LinkedIn or you go onto the Internet in general, you find the free forums where that industry are talking about things, and in those forums you will find them talking about the general concerns and issues they've got in their businesses or the general needs they've got. And that's how you find out the needs of that. And, you know, all this stuff's available free. Yeah, it is. It is. It just takes a little uh, elbow grease, as we say here. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you know, and then that's how you do it from a cold perspective of going out and finding the prospects. The other way you do it is referrals from existing clients and customers, um, building a networking strategy, going networking and, and generating introductions and referrals that way as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, what do you think about, I'm going to use myself as an example, and, and I find that um, many of my clients have this same uh, question. So what do you think about building a niche around not just the demographic, not just the type of business uh, or that you're looking for, but around a psychographic. For instance, I'm a coach and you know I coach female mostly, but not exclusively female entrepreneurs who fall into a certain revenue range with certain goals. But I also love working with women who have the the blockers, the mindset blockers, because I think that's a that's a part of it. And so that niche really speaks uh, to the psychographic. But I find that that is difficult to market with. What am I not seeing? Um, difficult to market to. Uh, it, it depends what's in the literature and where you're going out um, to those prospects. That is the information you're putting out because. What we want to do is when we put information out there, whether it's online, on the web, or anything like that, or advertising, the, the advertising is to attract the right people and put off the wrong people. <laughs> uh-huh. Because we've got to work with the right group of people. And so, therefore, it, it's very important that if you want to go down to that demographic then, uh, or that psychographic or whatever, that that is very clear in your literature. And that if you were doing things, for instance, like Google AdWords, you would make sure that was in your advert. Are you someone who? Or would it be better if you were? Um, you know, these sorts of things that that sort of whole area and group of people are going to latch on and say, that's me. Because that's what's going to happen. Um, it, it just doesn't matter if we're just talking at the uh, niche or, as we say, the niche level. Um, or we're going right down to a micro level, like you said there, particular people, um, we've still got to be very specific so that people go, that's me, that's where I'm at. Um, it's all about, even within an area, one of the things you've done there is, is defining what's our ideal client within that niche or that niche. What's our ideal client? What are they like? So one thing for you would be about perhaps someone who's got these blocks or things holding them back, etc. Um, but we'd have other attributes in it about the sort of person they were and, and that sort of thing that we knew we'd enjoy working with them because that's the other thing. If you're in the service type industry, that you're not just delivering product and going away, but you're working very personally with somebody in a coaching or mentoring way, you've got to really enjoy it. And you've got to make sure you're working with people that you really enjoy working with. Yeah, I think one of the best exercises that was ever offered to me, and uh, I certainly suggested to my clients as well who are looking for prospects. Um, one of my coaches once said to me, if you were speaking to a room of 500 people and you could only work with one of them, and you had to choose one of these 500 people, who would it be? Describe that person down to the core in writing. And, you know, that was a great exercise for me. I named my ideal client Lucy after my parent. And I think about Lucy a lot when I'm out there marketing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. A way I've done that with clients is I've got them to go through their client or customer list of the past and give me the, what's the top three you've, you've loved working with, um, what's the top three you've hated working with, yep. and now tell me why. And yeah. we therefore build their pattern of what is it that makes an ideal client for them and make sure we focus on going after the ones that fit more the top three than the bottom three. 
That's fabulous. Good exercise. Mark, we're going into another break. And when we get back, I'd love to chat a little bit about the conversation, about the sales conversation and what kind sure. of qualities you can bring out in yourself to uh, to really make the most of that conversation. So we're here with Mark Rhodes, author of Think Your Way to Success. Go check that out on Amazon and make sure you move on over to Inc.com and check out Marla Tabaka's article as well. I'll see you back here in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on Toginet.com, Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, we're here enjoying a conversation with author Mark Rhodes. Make sure you check out his site at Rhodes to Success, R-H-O-D-E-S, number two, success.com, and his book, Think Your Way to Success. So, Mark, earlier in the podcast, you were saying that, uh, you know, it all comes down to your believability and likability and tonality and, and even body language and such in that sales conversation. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Who do we have to be when we're having that conversation? Really, first and foremost, we have to be ourselves um, because that's 
the only time we will come across as genuine and the other person will see us as genuine when they know that we're talking from the heart and they know that we're being ourselves. Um, I'm a great believer that if we get that right, everything else falls, falls into place. You know, our, our tonality is right, our body language is right, because, you know, a lot of the time we don't necessarily need to learn body language. We know body language. We are like machines, you know. We know how somebody sits when they're depressed. We know how somebody walks down the street when they're full of confidence. We don't have to think how to do that. We know how to do that. So I'm a great one for, rather than teach people body language, um, as, a, as something to practice, I get them to get their mindset right, and then the body language is natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody goes in desperate into a sales meeting, then they are going to come across very different tonality-wise, very different on speed of voice, very different on body language, to somebody who goes in genuine enthusiasm and genuine enthusiasm and confidence. They're going to come across completely different in that sales meeting, and the results are going to be completely different. So it does all start with the mindset there. Um, but as you were talking about, you know, just before the break, saying about, you know, what, what are the, the tips for the conversation and how does the conversation go? It depends where that conversation is happening and where it's starting. Is it a networking event or is it, you know, an actual sales meeting? But generally, the, the very simple formula that I have is find out what they're looking for you know, basically, the, the conversation in my mind is them doing most of the talking, you know, find out what they're looking for. When they've said what they're looking for or what they need, tell them that you can definitely help them with that. And then give them case studies and examples of times that you have helped people with it. And then look to move to the stage where are they going to move forward and do something else? Are you going to get together for another meeting? Whatever is the next mm-hmm. step. And the important thing in there is, you know, when we first meet people, we've got to know and understand what's important to them. Because if we don't understand and know what's important to them, we're going to miss an opportunity in that sales process to make sure they definitely understand that the products or services we're offering them can meet what is really important to them. Um, Let me give you a really quick example. I was mentoring a couple of um, managers, and I asked them in their one-to-one session separately what was most important to them, and one said knowledge. Knowledge was most important because they believed with knowledge they could do anything. The other one said the most important thing to them was money and wealth and having a lot of money. Now, knowing this, if I wanted to sell, for instance, my book to them or a seminar to them that I was going to be running, I would say to the one with knowledge, and both these both of these statements would be absolutely true, this isn't about lying and tricking, this is making sure we pull the bits and pieces out of our tool bag and our products and services and make sure people are aware they're there. The one with knowledge and wants knowledge, I would tell them that if they read my book, they would have more knowledge about the success mindset that they could turn into future successes than 95% of people on the planet. They would end up so knowledgeable about how the mind works and how that can be used to achieve greater success. But the guy who said to me, it's all about money and wealth, I would tell him that if you read my book and apply what's in it, you will find that you'd be able to achieve success and wealth more than you have ever imagined. You see? So the book can do both things, 
but I need to only focus on the things that are most important to that particular person that's in front of me at the time. And where most people fall down is they assume they know what's important to people. And so yeah. they just talk about that because what they're talking about is what they believe would be important to them if they were in the client's situation. Right. And that's very, very rarely the case. Asking a real powerful question, and I always do it so casually, I just say, oh, before we get started, could I just ask you, um, what's really important to you? Hmm. And then I just hmm. wait for them to answer that question, you yeah. know, and find out what is it that's most important to them. Um, I had a, a construction company I was asked to go and see that I told, was told that their sales had dropped from 10 million to 5 million in Whoa. the last few years. Um, and could I go in there? Now, I could have gone in there thinking, oh, they need some sales mentoring. They need to know how to close a sale better and follow up and all these things. But when I got in there, I said, no, Mark, do what you normally do. Ask what's important to you. And when I asked what's important, the, the guy said to me, what's important is our reputation. And we've damaged our reputation in the last few years because funds were tight, we delivered late on projects, and now we don't get asked to um, do projects anymore by a lot of our big clients. Uh, so what this actually turned out to be was a project that firstly wasn't about selling, it was about how do we rebuild their reputation and get them re-engaged with their past clients. Mm -hmm. It was a completely different yeah. project to the one that I assumed it was. Right. But, and but, had yeah, had you just bulldozed in there with with a pre-planned presentation, you probably mm -hmm. would not have been invited back. That's great. That's right. And uh -huh. you know, I wouldn't have been able to present my offering later on when the opportunity came to present my offering. I'm not just talking about how we'll get the 5 million back up. I'm talking about how we'll rebuild their reputation and credibility mm -hmm. and then how we do it. So I've now got it aligned with exactly what's most important to them. I love and that. That makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, you're looking at their values and mm. uh, understanding them on that very core level. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about building building business through effective networking. This is a this is a big topic too because a lot of people struggle with networking, not just in person, but social networking online as well. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, for for many, it's easier to mingle in that room face to face, but they really struggle with the online conversation. But let's look at that face to face conversation first. You go to a networking event. Uh, what is the mindset that is uh, most empowering to approach that event with? Right. The first thing is before you get there, because um, a lot of people go to a networking event saying to themselves in their head things like, what if it's a waste of time? What if there's no one to talk to? Uh -huh. Instead of that, that's got to be flipped on its head, and we've got to be saying stuff like, what if I meet my ideal prospect or my ideal contact today? What if I meet the person that could turn my business around? You see, if somebody invited us somewhere and said, you're going to go to this place, it's probably going to be a waste of time, there's not going to be a lot going on there, you're going to walk in a very different person to somebody saying, hey, come to this, this is fantastic, there's going to be so much going on here, you're going to love this. Hi. And when you walk in differently, the whole room reacts to you differently. 
and you don't yes. engage in the conversations. The first thing is the mindset about the event when you get there. The second aspect is to understand that networking is not about selling. Most people go networking and are in the room selling. They're selling yes. what they do. They're selling everything to everyone. But nobody's there to buy anything. Everyone's selling. So we're not there to sell. I always say that if there's a room of 50 people, I'm looking for two or three people in that room that could potentially be a good referral partner for me mm -hmm. in the future once I've got to know them. So I'm looking to find the two to three people in the room that could be a good referral partner for me. Mm -hmm. So I know what sorts of people are good for passing me referrals. It's who is currently working with my target market. Right. Because don't you, don't they you just... are going to have the right people to refer. Yeah. So what sorts exactly. of professions or what sorts of businesses are already working with my target market? Once I've got that question ticked off, how do I find them in a room of 50? Very easily. Because what I do is I get there 20 minutes early before the event starts, so there's nobody there normally other than the organiser setting up. And I go up to the organiser, introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Mark Rhodes, I'm coming along to your networking event today. It's my first time at your event. Um, by the way, what would be really useful for me are accountancy firms, law firms and banks. Do you have any of those coming along today? And they will probably know off the top of their head or they'll look it up and they go, yes, we do, Mark. We've got a couple of banks and we've got a law firm coming along. Great. Would you mind introducing me when they get here? Not a problem, Mark. Now, hey, what I've done already is I've found who I'm looking for and yeah. I've got the organiser to introduce me to them. So I've not got any of this. How do I walk up to a group of people I don't know? <laughs> because I've already got someone it. to make the introduction. I now, love that. Yeah. Now, when I get talking to these people that I've been introduced to, some will be good, some will be not so good. Now, the ones that are good, I want to do two things with them. One is I want to secure a date in the diary for us to get together and talk more about what each other does. Now, I'm not going to find out if they're a good one unless I ask them loads of questions and get them talking about their business. And then when I've decided, yeah, this is somebody I need to know better. This is somebody where we could help each other a lot. This is a quality person. All I'll do is I turn around to them and say, hey, look, there's a lot going on here at the moment. I'd really love to get a date in the diary so we can get together for a coffee so that I can find out even more about what you do and how that could be of use to my clients and contacts in the future. Hmm. And that person's not going to say no. That. Yeah, right. Is, is that person going to say that? no? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> they're not. They're not. Very you know. creative. And yeah. then before I leave that person, because I've figured out they're a good person for me, not a good person, a good person for me that aligns with my client base, aligns with what I'm doing, et cetera, et cetera. Before we part company and move on, because we've now got our date in the diary, I ask them my second magic question. Who else in this room do you know that you feel I should talk to? Oh, very I, powerful. Yeah. Mark, we are heading back into a break on right. that. I love that question. Who else do you feel I should talk to? We'll be back here with Mark Rhodes in just a couple of minutes. Brilliant.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where all biz talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Thanks again for joining us here today. You know, I'm looking forward to next week's show as well. So make sure to tune in. We are talking next week about how to build your crowd. You know, with crowdfunding and the Jobs Act truly building here in the United States, we have to get ready. And if you are looking to raise capital or test your product idea, test that market, get marketing feedback, crowdfunding is the most amazing place for you to do that. But first, you have to have a crowd because 50 to 60% of that will come from people who are already in your network. And so please join me with PR expert Danny Astoria next week as we talk about building your online crowd. And today we're here with author and success trainer Mark Rhodes. And Mark, going into break, we're talking about that uh, fabulous question you pose when you're at a networking event of who else is here in the room tonight that uh, you think I should talk to. And I have a question based on that. Now, you know, you're genuinely going in to these these coffee chats with people wanting to know more about them and wanting to know more about their their business and and um, saying that you know I want to know how you know you could potentially help my customers. Are you setting some unrealistic expectations there? 
No, because the whole thing is, and, and people know in business, that if I have met that person and I'm saying this, um, about getting together so I can find out more about what they do and how that could be of use to my clients and contacts in the future. What I'm saying, if I get together with that person and they are offering something of amazing value and they are brilliant at doing it, why wouldn't I introduce my clients and contacts to them? Of course I would. Right. There'd be no, right. no reason not to. So it's up to them. I'm not setting something that is you know, false to them to get them to this coffee. Um, I'm giving them an opportunity to really explain to me how good they are, how good their product or service is, because if it, they are delivering immense value, as I say, of course I'd like to um, introduce that to my clients and contacts so that they'll thank me for doing so, you know. So that's the, that's the mindset there. And, of course, at that meeting, that's the opportunity where you have got the time to talk more about what you do and the benefits of what you do. And of course, they'd like to start then thinking about could they offer things to their clients for you as well. But very quickly as well, Marla, that question as we were going into the audience, I just wanted to round that one off where I said, ask that person as well before you part company, who else do you think I should talk to here? Um, the, the, the power of that question is on two levels. One is, as I've decided that this is a person that is really relevant to me and is what I have considered a quality contact for me, the chances are the people they suggest I should talk to in the room are also going to be quality contacts because what you said at the very beginning is surround yourself by people that inspire you and encourage you, etc. Inspire yourself around like people. We all end up around like people. And so this person is going to have a circle of people. They're not going to recommend me to somebody in the room that they do not feel is very good for them. And if they're not very good for them, they probably won't be very good for me because I've already made that alignment with them. The second angle on it is when they say, yes, I believe you ought to talk to Mary over there, I'll say, great, would you mind introducing us? So, again, I'm still not going to walk up and talk to anyone I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This really does solve the problem, doesn't it? The wallflower yeah. problem. I love it. Well, I mean, if you do, when you are in the scenario that you need to go and talk to somebody you don't know, I mean, what I always love to do is I, I, I get away from saying, so what do you do? Um, I ask the question, but I just do it in a different way. As I walk up and I sort of make eye contact with somebody, um, if it's one of these where they've got their badges on, I'll, I'll, I'll read their name off their badge and just put my hand out to shake their hand and go, hi, Jane, I'm Mark, so what keeps Jane busy during the week? Hmm... It's just a nicer way. It's a more interesting way of saying, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's more personal. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just more personal, more casual, more friendly, and less of an interrogation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Very good. And, and Mark, when, when you're building a company, and, and, well, I think we should all be networking and marketing at all times, not just when we're building, uh, but maintaining, um, how many networking events live and in person do you recommend? That really depends on the individual and, uh -huh. you know, how much capacity they've got to add new work or projects into their existing business. I mean, if somebody is uh, listening to the show and they've got 
say, very few clients and they could do with 10 times the amount of clients they've got, then they should be doing a lot of networking and a lot of getting the message out, whether that's online and offline networking, about what they do and what they can offer. However, if somebody is pretty much full to the limit, hasn't got a lot of capacity, then they need to be careful that they're not going to go out and overcommit what they can't deliver on. So, the, mm-hmm. the, as you probably know yourself, Marla, in business, once you get really busy, that's when you get a lot more inquiries as well. Right. That tends to sp- it tends to spawn off of that. And you have to look yeah. to manage that, getting too busy as yes. well, because as soon as you start dropping back and letting people down, that's when the credibility starts to get harmed as well. Yeah, you've got to, so, you've got to be prepared um, I, I would say that it's all in proportion to how much more work you actually need. But it's also about choosing the right networking events, the events where your target market or people who work with your target market are going to be. There's no point keep going to the same networking event if that sort of networking event doesn't attract the right people for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I know that, you know, you're in the UK and it's probably different in Canada and other countries here in the United States. Um, how do you how do you find those events? What's what's the best way to scope out the best networking events and know that they are the best ones for you? Well, I would typically look online, um, is what I've done in the past. I've searched for networking events online. Um, they, they all represent themselves online. Uh, they all have contact numbers of the organiser, and I will phone them up and say, I'm thinking of coming along to your event. Um, can you tell me what sort of people typically attend the event? And when they go, well, absolutely anyone and everyone, sort of thing, I look to say, well, no, could you give me some ideas then? And typically, what is it? Is it normally um, sole proprietors, freelance people? Is it normally network marketing people? Is it professionals? You know, and, you know, look to really get the organiser to give me a good idea of, the sorts of people that, and, and sorts of businesses and areas that attend those events. Um, if we can find a niche or a niche sort of networking event, if we're in property and we search for property networking events, um, of course that takes it to another level as well because we're going to be in the room with the right industry level. Yeah, you really utilize that event coordinator and, and that is just such a fabulous tip. Yeah, that's their job as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. They, they want people at their events and, you know, they want their events to go well. So they're only just too, too keen to introduce you and to help that facilitate that whole process. Yeah, so very true. Mark, let's talk a little bit about how this translates to the online social medium. For some reason, many people find it much more difficult to to cross over and use these these tips and these personality, you know, pieces and mindset pieces online. Why do you think that is? I think that people forget that online you need to still build a relationship and credibility before any business transaction is going to happen. You still need to do that. Whereas a lot of people go online and just start punching out sales messages and promotional messages without building some sort of credibility with people, engaging in the conversation first. And I always say to people, get online first and don't post anything for the first couple of weeks. Just observe the conversations that go on and the sorts of things and then start to formulate 
what's a good topic you could get involved in. And also to actually make the decision about things, especially our Facebook profiles. Um, with our personal Facebook profile, we have to decide from day one, are we letting our clients, customers, and business contacts in there, or is it just friends and family? Because the decision we make has a great impact on how we can use that profile. Because as soon as we let clients and contacts into that, people from our job world, our career world, our business world, we have to potentially change our behavior on there. It is no good posting on there saying, oh, I went out the other night and had 20 glasses of wine. I could not walk. My friends had to carry me home. Because whilst all of our business contacts, or some of them may do that themselves, they will still sit in their office, take a dim view of it, and say, oh, they're not the sort of person I thought they were. Yeah. So yeah. it is really important to decide that early on about what you put out there is going to impact your credibility with yeah. your contacts. So it's a good idea to keep those profiles completely separate. It says here you mixes them all up and schizophrenic <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, profile. <laughs> so um, I so I just I'm just careful about what I post. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, social media is you know it, it it's about being social. It's about reaching out and demonstrating what you can do by helping others as well. You know, helping others, contributing to conversations, pointing people in the right direction for things. And if you are going to post something where you want it to be promotional, lead them to an article of a forum posting or something that gives them value. You know, what people want to see the value. They want to be able to believe the person uh, knows what they're talking about or, or can substantiate the product or service uh, that they're offering out there. Mm -hmm. Very important to genuinely want to help your crowd, to put valuable information out there to help others succeed. And if you go in with that attitude, um, you're true. To, you're, you're, you're going to attract a lot of followers. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And realizing that it's all investment because you don't know where the referrals are going to come from, even if that person doesn't directly um, buy something from you or engage with you. Yeah. Mark, I can't believe it, but we are already out of time for today. But this has just been so much fun chatting with you. And I want to thank you and remind everyone here to visit you over at roads2success.com and pick up a copy of Think Your Way to Success. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Thank you, Marla. It's been great. It has. It's been delightful. And I'll see you all here on the Million Dollar Mindset next week, same time, same place. Bye now. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 